previously on the excavation of Hobbs Barrow. He had been so tightly bound that I could barely cut through without hurting him further. His mouth was stuffed full of flowers of a most peculiar scent. I was dismayed at such savagery and wondered if the feral folk Father Roach had mentioned were responsible for this abhorrent act. After some considerable effort, I managed to cut him free. Are you all right? Oh, yeah. Who were lost in visions of... of hell. Of hell itself. Well, that's a relief to have my crew assembled for tomorrow. It's getting dark and cold. Time to head back to the plow and furrow. I've come to wish Miss Bateman good fortune for her grand excavation tomorrow. Do not fear. You said he has promised you the reward of your return strength. Aye. And it can't come soon enough. Are you sure that it must be her blood? Aye, she's family. You don't know your father, Thomasina. How old were you? A child of not even five, six years? You need to enter this barrow and undo what your father did. The spell must be undone. Then not only will I regain my strength, but your father will too. But how do I... Blood. The truest symbol of life and death. It's the life which flows within you, but it's also death once it escapes. I don't understand. Worry not how you'll undo what's been done. When the time comes, you'll know exactly what to do. Time is short. Your father and I grow weaker by the hour. Go! Save your father! The third day. Encantamentum. I must undo what has been done. Father, I'm coming. We stand inside of the bedroom. Herbert, how did you get in here? Herbert looks up. Goes back to sleep. It doesn't matter anymore. I've got much more important things to get on with. Herbert has something to do with all this. We exit. We see Stanley polishing a table. It's Mr. Stanley Kemp, the proprietor of the Plough and Furrow. He has the serious and worn-out facial expression of a man who deals with drunkards on a nightly basis. We approach. Good morning. Stanley? Ah, Miss Bateman. Mr. Shoulder left a note for you. Thank you, Stanley. Miss Bateman, meet me at my home as soon as you read this. There is no time to waste. Leonard. 
there were a key with it, too. Hmm. Acquired small key. This small key was enclosed with Mr. Shoulder's note. We exit the tavern. Miss Bateman, I beg you, in the name of God, leave this town. Father Roach, what is the meaning of this? There's naught for you here, lass. Clear off. I beg you, Miss Bateman. Father Roach, Mr. Farnaby, here to wish Miss Bateman good luck for her excavation, gentlemen. Am I, Eck? Mr. Kemp, you know. An excavation strongly supported by Lord Panswick, no less. I wish you well with your findings, Miss Bateman. May the Lord strengthen you and guard you from the evil. Little children, guard yourselves from idols. Good luck, Miss Beerman. Thank you. We stand outside the tavern in the pouring rain. First, let's head east. The excrement is gone. <laughs> I must it. make haste to Mr. Shoulder's rest. Alright, let's go. We walk through town. So I wonder what the boarded up house was. Let's check it out quick. The door has been boarded up. The building looks like a ruin. The cobbler? Hmm. No one here. Outside the village to the church. Inside the church. I must make haste to Mr. Shoulder's residence. We continue. We see the flowers at the fresh grave. North. Looks like the hole is dug out by the mushrooms. This is where I dug up Jane's rag. The poor thing is beyond help. Oh. It's dead. The crow is in the center of the mushroom ring. The same crow we've been seeing flying around. Once again, the variable of the fairy folk wasn't that their ring. Can we head north? I must make haste to Mr. Shoulder's residence. We head back down to the graveyard. We head east. The boy with the sword standing by the bench. Douglas? He drops his sword. Runs away. So it seems like everybody knows this is going to happen today. He left the sword on the ground. Douglas dropped his toy sword. It's just a toy. It's no use to me. Okay, so I saw where this was going, and I wanted to come back late to set the mood. And it's like one in the morning here. I have off tomorrow, so we can do that. Let's go east. Back at the cairn, Devil's Toe, where we saw the girl playing the fiddle. Nothing else here. We continue east. Back at Leonard's house. This time we see a small box outside of his door. What's this? We have a look. What's this? A box. It's locked. Acquired small Mr. Shoulder, box. Mr. Shoulder, I got your note. 
Explain yourself. Curses. Let's have a look at this box. It's locked. We use small key with the box. The key fits. Another one of these peculiar stones. Wait, does this mean Mr. Shoulder was the third man on my father's excavation? There's a note underneath. So we have another stone. This one has different lettering on it. We'll have a look at that in a minute. The note says, My heart is his heart. My light is his light. Acquired Mr. Shoulder's stone and note. So this stone has a picture of a male upper body carrying something in each hand. Looks like it says A, B, P, A. Alright, let's head back west. Back of the bench. West again. North. Now outside of Mr. Bryden's house. Let's have a look around. The goat is now gone. The rope is there, but no goat. Interesting. Knock on Mr. Bryden's door. There's really no point, but let's do it. Anyone home? Hmm, he's not answering. Okay, let's go to Hobbs Barrow. We head through the gate. Walk across a tilled field. The rain pours down. Back at Hobbs Barrow, we have the stone. Someone has carved the letters AR into the stone. Let's head forward. Good morning, men. Thank you for braving the weather. Aye, miss. Little rain is no bother. So, may we start? Yes, we've not a moment to waste. And so, the excavation of Hobbs Barrow began. Horace and his men learnt quickly and went about their work with care. We toiled for hours, rolling away great stones removing mortar and masonry put in place by Father, Mr. Bryden, and Mr. Shoulder. They had gone to great lengths to seal the barrow. I should have realized their efforts were not only to keep us out, but also to keep something contained within. Eventually, our careful application of pick, trowel, and shovel gave way to open space. A stagnant, cadaverous odour was let forth. The seal was broken. I couldn't believe my eyes. Splendid work, all of you. Step inside, miss. 
We'll be right behind you. Thank you, Horace. I can't wait a moment longer. Flowers? I can't get my head around this. How could they possibly grow here? Horace, come see this. Horace? We stand inside of a cave. So the flowers here look very similar to the flowers we saw on the man who's being tortured on the cross. We have one exit, the one we came in. I can't see them out there. Fairly standard Bronze Age pottery. Smashed to high heaven, I'm afraid. Not worth making a note of. A burial urn, perhaps, though there's no sign of ashes. An unremarkable find. How about the flowers? They look the same as the flowers that were stuffed down Mr. Ambrose's throat. Strange. We try to pick one up. <laughs> try as I might, these flowers are steadfastly rooted. <clears throat> How about the knife? Let's see if I can cut them away. Incredible. Something has been boarded up here. Where the flowers were, we now see a rock. The rock appears to be holding the boards in place. Atop boards. The boards are held down by two large rocks. Let's try the rock. We move the rocks. Iron stakes have been driven through the boards, holding them firmly in place. I feel uneasy about what might lie beneath, but what choice do I have? Perhaps Horace could help me remove these. I have a feeling something happened to Horace. Let's go get him. Chaps? I've been abandoned. kind of knew that was going to happen. We're back inside the cavern. Can we exit again? Horace and company have departed, it would seem. Okay. Let's carry on alone. Here we go. Can we... What can we do to open the boards? Let's try our hands. Iron stakes at each end are keeping the boards in place. I can't remove the stakes with my bare hands. I'll need to pry them out with something. Okay, we have the trowel. We have the chisel. Let's try the chisel. Hmm. I can't seem to budge the stakes with this. Do we have a flat bar, a hammer? What do we have? Let's try the trowel. A passage! Father, I'm coming. We can see a few feet in front of us, rocks. 
roots, but very little. We continue. The lantern goes out. Curses. Am I out of paraffin? Thank goodness. The lantern comes back on. More flowers. set of stairs my lantern went out for good this time I had no choice but to venture forth into the darkness. With each step, the passage narrowed in every conceivable way, until I was on hand and knee, crawling through thick clumps of vegetation. The odour of that dank soil was somehow unnatural. I crawled for an age, until I emerged in a cavern that seemed lit by the very earth itself. We now stand inside of a dark cavern. A most perilous passage. I'm lucky I made it through in one piece. A stone door at the end. A great stone slab of a door. A panel on each side of the door. A thin strip of stone. It's a slightly different colour to the rest of the masonry. We first have a look at the panel. This stone panel feels firmly affixed. How about the other? This stone panel seems somewhat loose. What about the door? What is this place? It's as solid as it looks. Okay, so maybe the loose panel? What can we do? Trowel? The blade of the trowel is too thick to wedge between the stonework. How about the knife? Curses. The panel is slightly loose, but it feels like the knife will snap in two if I push any harder. And the chisel. Perhaps I can chip away at the edge of the stonework here. Well, the chisel broke, but what have we here? Hmm... Three niches have been carved into the stone. So we have three slots, and we can probably use the stones we've acquired. First, the journal stone. Next, Bryden stone. And finally, shoulder stone. Exit. How about the other panel? This stone panel feels firmly affixed. Okay, let's go back to the stones. So we have to arrange this a certain way. Oh, so we have rooster, snake, and body. Let's flip these around. Let's try 
journal middle, shoulder left, Brian right. No. A click. The second panel falls off. Incredible. So now we have a puzzle, two crescent moons on each side. Letters B A P I W C Z 0 or O M. The letters I and Z have a border. We click I Z and we can click these letters. Hmm, a clicking sound, but nothing happened. Okay. Let's look at our notes. So we have shoulders note. My heart is in his heart. My light is his light. Let's check the journal. Two snakes facing a crescent moon. When the sun and two moons meet, the guardian shall be defeated. A dead language reveals the path. One more time. P, Rho, Theta, E, Epsilon, 9. Let's see. P, P, Rho, Theta, Epsilon, 9. Hmm, a click. How many clicks before it stops? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Hmm, okay. a clicking sound. So we, have to, happened. so we have to input 10 letters. Again, B-A-P-I-W-C-Z-O-M. But which ones do we choose? Hmm. Let's exit. Okay, so on the stones we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. I A W A B P A C A Z. I am going to take a picture with my phone. Okay, so we have I A W A B P A C A Z. The light. <laughs> Curses. Goodness me. There's nothing Bronze Age about this. Roman? Ancient Greek? No, this is something else. The way forward. So what happened here? So when the door opened, a bright purple light emitted from this room. As we go inside, the stone slab shuts behind us. She tries to open the stone slab, but she cannot open it. There is a lot of stuff in this room. The most noticeable thing, a second door. Two muscular arms protruding from the door. There is a nook hidden within the fist, as if to hold something. The way forward? On each side of the door, a mural. 
The figure is presenting what looks like a sheaf of wheat. On one of the stones, we saw somebody holding a sheaf of wheat. The figure is holding a whip. It was Leonard Stone. On Leonard Stone, the upper body that I mentioned, the torso, held a whip in one hand and the wheat in the other. What else have we got? It's very damp in here. Water trickles down the stone walls. A stream of water is trickling down from the sodden earth above. Pottery on the ground. A beautifully ornate pot. This is the only one with a lid. Let's have a look. It's sealed tight. There's something rattling round inside. The other pots. Empty. There's nothing inside these. So we have the sealed pot, and we have a box. There's a small hole in the front of the box. A lock, perhaps. Try as I might, it will not open. In the center of this room, we have soil. The tiles are broken here, exposing the soil beneath. The soil feels as hard as rock, despite this damp environment. More pottery. This one has shattered to pieces. Mm, these are all empty. Okay. One more pot by the mural. We acquired the pot. A simple pot made of clay. Tomasina now looks scared. She's shivering. She's on guard. She's kind of looking around. She's very uncomfortable. Let's have a look at the sealed pot can we do so let's take stock we have a trowel we have the journal room key knife fiddle shoulders note and pot hmm knife with a pot the seal is too tight i can't get the knife in anywhere knife in the box can't wedge it open with the knife. So the arm has what? A slot? No movement there. Hmm. Okay. What have we got? What can we do? So we have soil. We have a sealed pot. We have a box with a hole. We have water. We have two arms on the door. We have the murals. And we have broken pottery. And we now have a pot. Maybe collect the water in the pot. I've collected some water in the pot. I don't know why, but... It's full of water. So what can we do with that? Put it in the soil? Get the soil moist? Hmm. There is nothing there to water. Let's touch the water. Ice cold. Can we use the trowel with the pot? Some situations do call for brute force. There's something here, made of wood. It looks like a crank handle. We pick it up. 
It looks like a crank handle. Let's try it with the arm. Hmm, that doesn't seem to fit in the hand. The other arm. Hmm, it fits, but something is not quite right. With the box? It fits in the hole. Let's see if I can turn it. My word. Something bright emits from the box. The box is full of seeds. They glow in a most unnatural manner. Acquired glowing seeds. The seeds glow in a most unnatural manner. Let's use them in the soil. Hmm. The soil is too compact. I can't plant the seeds in soil like this. Pot of water. Hmm. There is nothing. Pot of water with the seeds. No, that won't. How about trowel with the soil? I've broken up the soil. It's loose now. Seeds. There we are. I am saving my game. Alright, something might be waiting. Let's get ready. Back at the journal, a planted seed sprouted before our eyes, illuminated the path. Nature's laws hold no meaning here, but I clutch my tablet with the knowledge that it shall end this. When the sun and two moons meet, the guardian shall be defeated. Here we go. Water with the seeds. I... am I dreaming? A stalk of wheat just emerged from the soil. It's about four feet tall. I can scarcely believe my eyes. The wheat sprouted in a matter of seconds. Additionally, roots climbed down the stone walls. I can't believe it. The roots descended in mere moments. I simply must be hallucinating. Let's pick up the wheat. The wheat is firmly rooted. I can't pull it out. Knife with the wheat. We acquired a sheaf of wheat. I cannot begin to comprehend how this sprouted in a matter of seconds. How about the roots? These roots are strong and tight. Knife with the roots. I've removed a portion of the root. I'll keep it. Okay, sheaf of wheat with one arm. It fits. Root with the other. I'm almost onto something there. I'm almost. So we need to make a whip with these roots. How do we do that? Crank with the root. It's a little crude, but I believe I've fashioned a whip. Okay. Whip with the arm. It 
fits. The door is now open, and we face a pitch black opening. I must keep going. We walk inside. Inside of another cavern, to our right, a plinth. I'm unsure if this had any function. It seems bare of any detail. Let's start with the chamber north. Goodness me! What is this? Is that Herbert? Here. To our right, we see a cat. H Herbert? It's Herbert! What madness is this? In front of us, a standing stone. Extraordinary. An ancient monument so deep beneath the earth. I know not the world I find myself in. So once again, very, very low visibility in here. Almost pitch black. A purple hue vaguely illuminates some of the things we see. Two holes in the standing stone. A hole has been driven into the side of the stone. On each side of the stone, a statue. The statue echoes the mural back in the first chamber. The statue echoes the mural back in the first chamber. Something is catching what little light there is in this chamber. Yeah, something's shining. Let's have a look. Something is hanging here. Oh. Hmm. A writhing mass of serpents carved from stone. On the reverse side is a thin, notched shaft. Perhaps a key of some nature. Acquired Serpent Key. A delicately carved, writhing mass of serpents, with a key-like appendage emerging from the rear side. Let's approach Herbert. What on earth are you doing down here, you silly cat? Did you follow me? It looks absolutely starving. Try the serpent key with a hole. I can't see how that. That is well out of my. It is merely a hole. There is no mechanism here. Hmm. Nothing of note here. Hmm. Can we feed Herbert? We have nothing to give Herbert. Let's go back. We'll come back to that. Let's check the other chamber, heading west. On the walls, we see more murals. This figure makes my skin crawl somewhat. What exactly is it? It presents a small, rounded object. And we cannot tell what that one is. The second mural appears to be a naked guy. The man is presenting a small, rounded object. The third mural? goat. A remarkably accurate depiction for something that must be so ancient. In between the murals, a vessel atop a plinth. Hmm. Characters. Perhaps Greek in origin? Long sequence of characters. Some are letters, some appear to be symbols. This may be where we use the epsilon code that we have in the journal. Can we click? 
Okay, so that's the plinth. What is the vessel? It's an ancient vessel, the shape of which I haven't seen before. There is a thin slot set into the front of it, not unlike a piggy bank. Can we use the serpent key? It's too wide to fit. Okay, to our left, a wheel. Astonishing! An ancient device! puzzles here, and I may have to go to bed. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, it's been a while, let's get familiar with this room. We stand in a dungeon still with a purple hue. The walls are stone, large stone. There's an exit to our left, an exit to our right. Around us we see pottery. I can't believe how well preserved these relics look. They must be ancient. It's in remarkable condition. Can we get them? Empty. Empty. In the other corner we see a plinth. I'm unsure if this had any function. It seems bare of any detail. Let's have a look. Whatever was once placed here is long gone. So beyond the first exit, the room continues. We walk past the outside corner. We see another exit. So a lot of places to go. I think this is the most exits we've had in any scene yet. On the floor, next to a broken pot, we see a gooey substance. A thick, greasy substance is oozing from the broken pot. Let's have a look at the broken pot. A thick, greasy... A thick... Greasy substance is oozing from the broken pot. Can we collect it somehow? I haven't the faintest idea what it is. I don't wish to touch it. <laughs> Use the pot. With the substance. I've scooped some of the greasy substance into the pot. So we now have a pot of grease. There's a large pot off in the corner. In any other circumstance, this beautiful vessel would be one of my greatest finds yet. Here, something is, it seems meaningless. Just an empty pot. Something is moving off in the corner. The goat is here. What in God's name? And it's in its black, dark form like we had in the hallucination when we saw the man hanging. Should we approach? It's guarding another exit. I shan't go near it. Interesting. Well, we have three choices of exits. Let's go to the one closest to us. Incredible. In here, on the ground, we see various busts. The bust of an ass. It's facing northwest. That's actually a donkey. In here, we see various busts of what appears to be different creatures. A bust of a mighty bull. It's facing southeast. So once again, the puzzle. So maybe this is where we're going to need to remember the plates from the bar. I knew at some point we were going to need them. On the wall behind all of the busts, there's maybe seven busts. On the stone wall, we see cranks. An ancient crank emerges from a mechanism within the wall. So in the journal, didn't one of the passages mention that something has to be aligned? Let's have a look at that journal. When the sun and two moons meet, the guardian shall be defeated. A dead language reveals the path, for thou art the moon. The chief of the stars, listen to the things I have said, follow the words of my mouth, reveal thyself to me. 
I will pour out my spirit. So maybe we have to do something with a jar of goo to pour it out somewhere. But the sun and two moons meet. So we have to do something with that. Alright. Obviously if we crank these, they're probably going to move. Something moved. This crank is jammed. It won't budge. So once again we have six cranks. That was the second crank. Let's try the third. In that one, the, this bus the moved. of a dog. It's facing northeast, towards the cat. There's something in its mouth. Let's have a look. The bust of a dog. It's facing northeast, towards the cat. There's something in its mouth. Let's try to get it. There's something in its mouth. Hmm. A gold coin. There are no markings on heads nor tails. Let's have a look at the coin. The gold coin is shiny and smooth. No doubt worth a small fortune. Let's check out the next crank. When she jiggles the crank, she has to really put her body weight into it. They're not moving easily. Next crank. And the final crank. Oh, can you touch? My God! It's a hand. A severed hand is locked in a death grip on the handle. Who did this belong to? The fingers are icy cold. I've managed to pry it off. Should I keep it? We've acquired a severed hand. The hand is dry and withered, like beef that has been left to age. Can we use that hand with the broken crank? I can't get it unstuck with this. So we have to get it unstuck somehow. How about the chisel? Do we still have the chisel? Oh, the chisel is gone. Let's try the shovel. I can't get it knife. I can't get it unstuck with this. I don't know what else we'd use for that. Let's have a look at the bus from top left. The bust of a dog. It's facing northeast towards the cat. The next one right. A carved bust of a cat. It's facing west. The next one to the right. I think this is a bear. It's facing northeast. Underneath a bear. A bust of a mighty bull. It's facing east. In the center. A menacing goat carved from stone. And on the bottom left. The bust of an ass. It's facing northwest. I'm immature, what can I say? <laughs> on the bottom, the very bottom center. The bust of an eagle. It's facing northwest. Okay. the dog. Alright, so if I recall, those were the plates, no? Those were the plates from the bar. Maybe we have to look back at one of the other playthroughs to recall what the sequence was. I think these were the same animals. Let's check. It's not cheating. We'll check my old playthrough. See what those animals were. I'm gonna save it. Or you know what? Let's load an old game here. See if we can look at... There we are in the tavern. Okay. So, let's have a look at the sequence of plates. If you recall, we had the plates above the bar in the tavern from left to right. A decorative plate. This one depicts a cat. Cat. A decorative plate depicting a serpent. Serpent. We didn't see a serpent, did we? Pink plate. Decorative plate. This one depicts a bull. So the rest are blue. The bull is pink. A decorative plate depicting an eagle. Eagle? I don't think we saw an eagle, did we? A decorative plate. This one depicts a dog. 
A decorative plate depicting a bear. Alright. A decorative cat. A decorative serpent. A decorative bull. A decorative eagle. A decorative dog. A decorative bear. I know I'm gonna forget within one second. Okay. The bus. It's so facing we have dog. A car. Then cat. I think this is its face. Bear. The bus. It's facing north. Donkey. A menacing. A menacing goat. Goat. A bus. It's bull. Maybe there's no correlation. We don't see a serpent, an eagle. The bust of an eagle oh, we is do. facing northwest towards the dog. So who's the serpent? A decorative. All right, cat. A decorative. Serpent. Writing them down on my phone. High tech. Okay. Here we go. We have cat, serpent, bull, eagle, dog, bear. So cat. That's mm, the one with the. There's an inscription on the base. Eratheoth. So that was the cat. Let's let's interact with each one. Hmm. I can't move it. There's an inscription on the base. Ioth. For now, back to the room with a vessel. Alright, so I know the Roman numeral, but I don't know Rho, Theta, Epsilon, so let's check that out on Google. Let's see what those are. You probably know, but I'm not too bright, so let's check. So Rho is 17th letter of the Greek alphabet. Theta is 8th, and Epsilon is 5th. So 17, 8, 5, and then what was the Roman numeral? 11. So 17, 8, 5, 11. Let's try that. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 8, 5, 10, 11. Come on, baby. No. Singularity in the characters. P, Rho, Theta, E, Epsilon, 9. We do have the letters here. We could do P... E Epsilon eleven. P P I'll admit I was clicking random ones from the journal and what I saw from the Greek alphabet, but it's open. We now have a fragment. This must be important. Next to a rod. A small rod. There's a carving on the end. I can't believe that actually worked. We have a rod. A small rod. There's a carving on the end. Let's try to pick up the fragment. See. This must be important. A crescent moon. 
So we know that was in the journal. We have a plinth fragment and we have a rod. A thin rod with tiny notches along the shaft. The head is adorned with a coiled serpent. Let's check our journal again. Okay, we get out of this, we have a coiled rod. Now, I wonder what those busts were. We have this figured out, but not the animal bus. Maybe that's the next puzzle. So, all eyes must face toward the seventh archontic. We have a crescent moon in the middle. We have two circles on the exterior. When the sun and two moons meet, the guardian shall be defeated. So we have to do something with the crescent moon. And what the, the rod had, what, a serpent? The small rod is topped with the carved depiction of a coiled serpent. Small indentations and protrusions run along the shaft. Alright, we're getting there. Let's see if we can put the moon in the plinth. Let's have a look at the vessel again. I've inserted two coins, which seems to have caused a mechanism to stir within the plinth below. Maybe we're done with this. Okay. Let's go back to our wheel on the wall. Now, can we place the coiled rod in one of the holes? The rod doesn't seem to fit. Okay. How about the moon? That doesn't... Let's turn that outer dial once again. We'll see what happens. Oh, we still have to check what moved from the first dial, so let's head out. I think we have to go to that second room now. Oh, let's check the... What is this? Something changed. There are now two large serpent heads protruding from each side of the screen. So, similar to what we saw in the journal, let's look at these serpents. A great carved serpent has emerged from the shadows. Well, the serpents are now facing each other. So we have to take that moon. Let's use that. The crescent moon with the standing stone. That's a peculiar... That's a... Okay. No. Doesn't appear to be anything we can do here. Is this panel here before? We now see a panel somewhat close to the goat. It's located in the cracked floor. Let's have a look. Maybe this was here and I forgot. We have a slot. Like an object could be placed here. Which is the exact shape of the plinth crescent moon. Let's use that. This one seems obvious. That doesn't fit there. No? It looks like an object. Really? How about the coiled rod? That doesn't fit there. Interesting. It's the same exact shape of the moon we acquired from the plinth. Animal bust room. Has to be something we can do in there. Alright, we now have a... Let's try the coiled rod with a broken crank. No, How about the plinth fragment? The crank? No. Okay, maybe we have to move these busts. Cat, serpent, bull, eagle, dog, bear. Cat, serpent, bull, eagle, dog, bear. Mm. The bust of a dog. All eyes must face toward the seventh archontic. Maybe they're referring to the bust. So what is a... I'm going to Google what an archontic I'm educating myself. were a Gnostic sect that existed in Palestine, Syria, and Armenia, who arose toward the mid-4th century. 
what would be considered an Archontic. All eyes must face toward the seventh Archontic. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh! All eyes must the face toward. But we have them all face the eagle. Let's try that. Seventh Archontic. Oh, maybe the goat. The goat head is in the center. Everything else surrounds it. So let's have everything face the goat. Everything is coming back to this goat. We have the dark goat in the other room. We have the mural of the goat in the other room. And now we have this. Let's try to get all eyes to face the goat. Let's keep it going. Okay, next one. Okay. Eagle. So the ass has to be the broken crank. Because we can't move the this ass. Crank is jammed. I know, it, it sounds bug. funny. A menace. So we have... Okay, at least I think we have... A starting point now we have everything facing the goat we know the ass is the broken crank the second one we have to find something to allow us to move that crank why not the rod we think the rod would allow us to use the crank hmm. no. really let's check the inscriptions once again hmm. error I for the dog ioth for the cat wonder Doesn't if this signifies the seventh archontic let's just google seventh archontic the Archontics, okay, according to Wikipedia, the Archontics held that there were seven heavens, ruled by the Demiurge, surrounded by Archons begotten by him, who are the jailers of the souls. In the eighth heaven dwells the Supreme Mother of Light. The king or tyrant of the seventh heaven is Sabaoth, the god of the Jews, who is the father of the devil. We're getting into some deep beliefs here. Okay, Sabaoth. Let's see if one of them is Sabbath. How about the goat? I can't. There's an in C I I Roman numeral. Seven. Alright, so the goat has seven Roman numerals, so he has to be the seventh. I'm assuming. We just have to get the ass to face the goat. Let's go back. So we have to repair that crank, right? We have to get something in this slot on the floor, and it's not that fragment, huh? Alright. We have the liquid. We have the pot of liquid. Let's go back into the standing stone room. We can't use the fragment here. No. No. We have two holes in the standing stone. What is Mr. Shoulder's note? My heart is his heart. My light is his light. That's all it says. Back to the journal. The sun, okay, so I think this is relevant to what we're doing. When the sun and two moons meet, the guardian shall be defeated. Two serpents facing the crescent moon on each side. We have a circle. So to me, this signifies these two serpents are facing the serpent stone, which is somehow correlated with the moon. We have these two statues, which maybe need to hold something circular. Let's go back to that dial room. Let's go back to the wheel. The rod fits perfectly. Oh, that was a rod that we put into the first hole. Let's try the coiled rod with the second hole. There we go. Okay. So the rod fit into one of the other holes. We still have four remaining. We have two holes with two different carvings. The rod fits perfectly. Now, let's use the second dial with the second rod. Something moved. 
So every time we go to the first carving that we inserted, the rod fits perfectly. Something shakes. Let's point the other dial. Another click, so we have two dials, one facing the serpent, one facing the first carving we put in. Let's see if something changed. Something is shifting, something is clicking, but I'm not sure what is changing. Let's check the standing stone. Oh, something is different. Goodness me. Okay, something happened. So now we have a... Oh! The serpents are moving when we do that. So maybe when we turn the dial, it turned the serpents. The serpents are now facing each other. And there is a beam of light. One of the two holes is now glowing. So we now have two serpents with a line facing each other, but we need to now put the plinth fragment. The plinth fragment is basically a crescent moon, and something has to be in the center here in between those two beams of light. Let's go back and turn the dial once again. We move the dial. Something moves. Okay, so we definitely, I think we're on point with the dials. Let's see what changes each time we move that dial. The serpents are moving. So now that we move the dial up, the serpent is now above us. Oh, so that's what the holes are for. I think the serpent on the right is where we need him to be. That beam is going into one of the holes. We need the other serpent to shine his beam in the other hole, is what I'm assuming. Let's try to move the rightmost serpent down. Let's see what happens. I think we need to... Oh, can we move the serpent stones? If we can move those stones, we're okay. Ah, that's what it is. Okay. A thin rod with tiny notches ah, Okay, now... The head is adorned with an Ouroboros. I think we have it. So we now have the serpent facing the correct direction. We take the rod out, put it in the corresponding hole. Let's move it to the one below it, the one in the center. Got. There we are. I think we've got it. What in God's name? Both serpents now shine the beam of light into both of the holes. Something just popped out of the standing stone. It appeared to be a loose rock. And we now have a hole in the center of the standing stone. She sticks her hand in. What's this? A piece of stone carved into the shape of a crescent moon. It must be important. Let's put the new standing stone fragment in the panel. That one also resembles a crescent moon. The thin stone has been carved to resemble a crescent moon. Let's do it. This is larger than the other one I... Let's use that in the panel. We have a look at the panel, and we use the new standing stone fragment with the slot. That doesn't fit there. No? What? Really? So this slot, this, this panel here, it has a shape. It has a slot in the shape of a crescent moon. Oh, there are three slots. 
Oh, okay. Now I see. Let's try it with another slot. That doesn't... That doesn't fit the... It fits. Alright, so there are three. We have two. And the third is likely in the bust room. That doesn't fit the... It fits. Okay. Okay, okay. If we get these three moons in this panel, I think that's going to trigger something with the goat, but we have to get that crank in the bust room to open up, to move. There has to be... This has to be the final part. In our inventory, how about the pot of grease? Oh, the pot of grease. The greasy substance could act as a lubricant. I should have known better. Yes, Voila. okay. We're almost there. Are you ready? I feel like we're right at the end. I feel like we're... Once we do this, I feel like we're at the end. Get ready. I have a feeling something crazy is going to happen. I don't know. We finally made it to the end. This has to be the end. We're actually going to finish a game on Gorilla's playthrough. Finished one before. Let's get the donkey to face the seventh Archontic. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. All of the bus starts spinning. The animal head starts spinning. Something has emerged from within the bust. We have a look. A curious object. I'll keep it. This one appears to be an eye. Which is likely the final part of the panel. A thin piece of stone carved into the shape of what appears to be an eye. Before we do this, in case we have some kind of confrontation of some sort, let's... Have a look at the final page. So we've done sun and two moons. That's page four or five. Page five. In capital letters are the moon. Thou art the moon. Capital letters are the star. Listen to the things I have said. So maybe mouth. No. So moon, stars, maybe ears, mouth. All right. Let's go. We use the bust fragment with a panel. I should take... It fits, it fits together to the center. The goat dissipates into thin air. Oh, it's gone. We enter the next room. Okay, a lot of stuff in here. We have one exit. It's a stone door in the center. Another barrier to my progress, it would seem. We have a few pots. Empty. Empty. It's been smashed to smithereen. Empty. And next to the pots we have a bust. What a hideous sight. Ugh. What is this? The eye seems to follow me round the room. This bust is of a creature. Almost a demon-like creature, and it appears to almost be smirking at us. It has some kind of similarity to Saxnot, I believe. It's just a hideous face, a hairy face. We have a few things to interact with. It has one horn, so I'm assuming we need to get the other horn. The horn looks quite real. Where the other horn would go is a fixture. The horn is missing. It has two eyes. The eye seems to follow me round the room. 
And it has a jaw. The mouth is clenched tightly together. Okay, so this is page five. This is definitely page five. Thou art the moon, the chief of the stars. Listen to the things I have said. Follow the words of my mouth. Reveal thyself to me. So we have to do, obviously, something with this bust. Now, on the other side, we have soil. The soil has hardened into a thick casing. Beneath the soil, an inscription. Kaja? Saja? I have no idea what it means. Which appears to be on a box. Next to the box is a lid. I believe this might be the lid of the small tomb. Now, that tomb is stacked upon another tomb with two etchings of a serpent's head. A serpent's head is carved into a small inset. A serpent's head is carved into a small inset. In between the serpent's head is a niche. A small round niche has been carved into the side of this slab. On the ground, a page. What have we here? This is my father's handwriting. A page torn from his journal? Samuel's hand was ripped clean off by an unseen force. There was so much blood. It remains to be seen if Saxnot was the perpetrator of this shocking act. He's a sturdy lad and he'll live, but... He is shaken. I am shaken. Mr. Shoulder, however, seems very keen to push on. The man is positively chipper. He's right, though. We do have a job to do, and by Jove, we will get it done. Saxnot. In our inventory. The fiddle. Still, we have the fiddle. I forgot about that. The fiddle and bow, left to me by the young girl at the devil's toe. Maybe a gift from her. Maybe we need it. We have Mr. Shoulder's note, we have a journal page, we have a knife, we have the journal, we have a trowel, we have the room key, which won't do as much good here, I would assume. Above the exit, we have carvings. There appear to be five holes in the carvings. I wonder if this had any relevant meaning. Above that, a shield. Two fearsome serpents have been painted onto what appears to be a shield. I can make out chains hanging from above holding it in place. Where do we begin? Fiddle. What can we do with a fiddle? Fiddle? What can we do? Let's eliminate any options here. Can we go we need back? To find a way forward. It's no use going back. So our starting point is in this room. That's good to know. That narrows it down. How about this exit? <sighs> That's not moving an inch. Let's have a look at the soil. The soil has hardened into a thick casing. Can we do anything with the pots? It's been smashed to smithereens. Trowel with the soil. A goat has been buried here. How gruesome. Goat skeleton. We pick up the goat skeleton. A horn has broken away from the skull. I'll take it. Okay, we know where that goes. We use the horn with the fixture on the bust. The horn fits perfectly, as if by design. 
We touch the eye. The eye seems somewhat loose in its socket. How about the other? No movement there. How about the jaw? Try as I might, I cannot pry it open. Can we do something with the eye? Use knife with eye? If I can just wedge the knife under here... Got it. The eyeball falls onto the ground. We acquire eyeball. The eye is rather unsettling to look at. Can we place that in the niche? The two serpent heads Remarkable. fall off. There are now two recesses in this tomb. A keyhole. Is in the one recess, how about the other? There's a key, I'll take it. And use it in the keyhole. Hmm, the key doesn't seem to fit. There's a keyhole, but the key doesn't fit. Go back to the bust. Is that blood? Where the eye previously was now has blood trickling down its face. Is this thing real? She said the eyes follow us. Use the tomb key with the eye socket. It fits. Sounds like a mechanism creaked somewhere far above me. Maybe the carving. Can we do something with the other eye? How about the lid? It's very heavy. So we still have the inscription. Kaja? Saja? I have no idea what it means. Carvings, carvings. What can we do with the carvings? We can try the knife with the other eye. Let's do it. I can almost wedge the knife under the eye, but it's not moving. Hmm. How about the jaw? Try as I might, I cannot pry it open. Trowel with the eye. It's no use. The trowel blade is too thick. Trowel with the jaw. Try as I might, I can... This is gross. This is disgusting. This thing is alive, and we're sticking the knife inside its eyes. Horns. The horn fits perfectly. What do we do with that eye? Just that inscription. Kaja? Saja? If it's Kaha, that's box. I have box. no idea what it means. But that doesn't do us any good. The bust. What can we do with the bust? Take the horn back out. Oh, we can move the horn. There we go. We can move both horns. We have each horn face downward, and a key emerges from its mouth. We use the key with the recess. The key fits. Sounds like a mechanism creaked somewhere far above me. The shield moves upward, revealing a hole. What a horrific racket! What does that sound like to you? To me, it first sounds like demonic noises, but it also sounds like cats. 
I was looking at these windows inside of the walls, and it almost appears to be fire behind the windows. Does this have something to do with hell? We look at the hole. That dreadful sound seems to be coming from behind the opening. I can almost make out a pattern. A tune of sorts. We know Herbert has something to do with this. How about the fiddle? We can actually now play the fiddle. We have four strings. G, D, A, E. E, A, D, G. Let's see if we can hear this tune. Let's pay attention. Put both of these headphones, put both ears in. Try again. Okay. The door has opened. Here we go. Hundreds of cats. It's all just hogwash. She shuts her eyes. Is this all in my head? Tomasina shut her eyes tight. When she opened them, all of the cats were gone. We now stand in a room with three doorways. Absolute darkness lies beyond. Above each doorway is a carving. One of a moon. A crescent moon. One of an eye. An eye. It is rather unsettling. And one of a sun. A sun. All star. To our left, a plaque. The plaque is inscribed with Latin text. My father understood the language well. I'm afraid I don't. It says... For me to repeat this to the visually impaired, there's not much I can tell you about this. It's a foreign language. I can make out some of it because some is in Spanish. There are one, two, three, four, five lines first line says Q-U-I-A, tu es luna. The second one, D-U-X-A-D, astra. Third line, E-T, audi omnia, que ego, locutus sum. Fourth sequitur, verba 
Oris Mai, the fifth, Ostende Mihi. Thou art the moon. Now the unsettling thing here is we can enter any of these doorways. Let's start with the moon. Once again, we see the hallucination of the disturbing face. We now stand in the grotto where Tomasina used to play with her father. The lighting is different, it's darker and dreamlike. Nothing to interact with. We walk across the garden. Father? With popish tricks and relics rare, the priests their flocks do gull. In casting out the earth, take care. Huzzah! I've found a skull! For the visually impaired, we just saw her father singing to Tomasina's young child. As the little girl danced, the father's face fell off leading to his skull falling off of his head, while the young girl continued to dance. We now have a page in the center of the room. A page, perhaps torn from a book? This is my father's handwriting. My initial suspicions are proving to be true. We are not dealing with a mere folk goblin, conjured up in the minds of farmers on which to blame their failures. Saxnot may dwell here, but he is not alone. I think back to all I have studied, all I have learned, everything points to the possibility of a much more malign influence. Something long forgotten stirs within this bleak place. Something dark, something monstrous, longs for attention. I've prepared the tablet. I will put an end to this. I don't understand. What is this tablet he keeps referring to? Acquire journal page. So... Things have changed, despite the appearance that they haven't. We still have three doorways in front of us. Absolute darkness lies beyond. Still three plaques, but this time, clouds. I think these are clouds. A hand. The palm of a hand. And stars. An array of stars. We no longer have the plaque to our left. So according to the journal, the stars are next. Three, two, one. You can open your eyes now, Thomasina. Come. Are you ready for your first excavation? Father. Capital. Make sure you remember everything I've taught you. I have a feeling you might find something special. Can you hear me, Father? Is it really you? I'll be watching from the steps, my little bird. Good luck! We stand in the grotto once again. Tomasina's a child is no longer here. It's just us. In our inventory we have nothing. But just like her previous memory, we still have a trowel on the ground. I remember this. And we have the two spots to dig. We use the trowel with the dirt. 
Nothing. How about the second pile of dirt? Nothing. I have a bad feeling about the third. We still have the statue behind us. I haven't seen this for years. Just like before, her father stands by the third pile. I can scarcely believe it. It's father, just as I remember him. He looks straight through me. Father, it's me, Thomasina. Keep looking, my little bird. Leave no stone unturned. Can't you hear me? Final pile of dirt. Oh, the wretched smell! What is the meaning of this? Father? Once again, I didn't want to talk during that scene in the final hole was, was some sort of guts or bones. Tomasina approaches the door of her house and desperately bangs on the door. Now, same thing, three doors, this time flame. Burning flame. Ear. A single ear presents itself. And tree. An oak? Again, according to our journal, ear. This time back in the hospital, her father lying on the bed, her mother on the chair, sobbing. She looks devastated. Mother? We approach her father. He is awake. Thomasina, is that you? Father, it is. It's me. My dear, sweet little bird. I'm so very dreadfully hot. Please remove these covers. They suffocate me so. Father, you can talk again. And I've got so much to ask you. So much to tell you. But please, first, the covers. This is not going to end well. We interact with the sheets. now. How good it is to finally speak with you again. But... Don't worry. It will all be fine soon. You're close to the end, little bird. In that scene, we pull off the sheets, revealing his head, connected to what appeared to be loose intestines, or possibly vines and thorns. Once again, three doorways, water, mouth, and crown. We go with mouth. We make our way through a dark, narrow tunnel.
the tunnel begins to open up. Hills of stone converge to a wall. On the wall we see a torch. It leads into a very large entrance. We head inside. My god! She looks up. Do we see a carving of what appears to be a serpent god? Father, this ends now. She enters. We stand before a circular stone chamber. In the center, three lights. We approach. In the center, we see soil. Soil? We have a look at the soil. There's something here, in the soil. She bends down. A tablet. Made of lead, there's an inscription scratched into it. Alige's daemonium incantamentum. With mine blood shall thou be bound to the earth, and only with mine blood shall thou be freed. Is this what Saxonot was referring to? My father wrote this? need to do. She bends down, slices her hand, squeezes her hand and blood drips out into the soil. The blood splatters on the soil. Her eyes grow wide. She looks up. I can still scarcely believe what I saw looming over me in that Stygian chamber. How does one even attempt to describe the indescribable? The vision before me defied all logical explanation. All my efforts to do so have fallen on deaf ears, merely providing a chance to be mocked, pitied, and dismissed as mentally unsound. I dare not commit that unfathomable glimpse to paper, but it was real, Mother. He is real. Not an imaginary terror, but a demon. A god brought to life. I turned and ran, striving to somehow make my way out of that accursed barrow alive, inspirited by the hope that my squalid deed had freed father from his plight. Speechless voices whispered to me in unknown tongues that grew louder with every step. Suddenly, there was light. Outside the barrow, she runs out. We see Sax not awaiting her. Too. I thought I saved your father. 
Ever since then, I've felt his corruption growing within me. He grew stronger and stronger as he raged against the incantation that bound him beneath the soil. I fought him with all my might, tried hard to bury him in the corners of my mind. Oh, Thomasina, how I tried, but I could deny him no longer. I became now but an instrument. His voice became my own. I deceived you. I'm sorry. I am his now. Soon we'll all be his. Hail the Brexit Rex. A stream of fire sprays from the exit of the barrow. It destroys Saxnot. It sprays to Messina. Well, I say she's done it, Leonard. Your lordship, I believe she has. My dear Miss Bateman, there is a god about whom you know nothing. Because men have forgotten him, we call him by his name, Abraxas. Welcome back, Master. Come, Leonard. We must await him at the chapel. Aye. Only there shall he be complete. She gets up. Walks away. The seventh day, Vindicta. Ah, Miss Bateman. Back outside the hospital. Welcome back to Ticehurst House. From the first scene. It's been quite some time. He smokes his pipe once again. Terrible weather this evening, is it not? Nurse Blaketon has had enough of me smoking inside. Makes her cough, you see. A bit of rain won't kill me, will it? You, uh, you mustn't be interested in me nattering on. Give my regards to your father. Nurse Blaketon is preparing his supper. You look pale, Miss Bateman. Do head inside. You'll catch your death out here. Wasn't this the exact first scene? I think it was. She enters the Iron Gates, which is where the scene ended in the beginning of the game in episode 1. Now we can actually go through with it. We stand inside of an elegant hall. On the wall are two paintings. One appears to be that of her father, but I could be wrong. A door to our right, number 7, but we cannot enter. We walk down the hall. Slowly walk down the hall. Outside of room eight, we see a nurse. A hallucination of the face. The nurse gets obliterated, blood and guts spray on the wall and floor. Another nurse in front of us. Tomasina seems unfazed. This one older. Ugh. What? She too explodes into bits and pieces. Blood covers the final door, door 9. We enter. See her father on the bed. 
The light turns into a familiar purple. Atop the dresser, we see a single urn. Tomasina picks it up. We approach her father, who is still lying on the bed. She holds the urn in the air and repeatedly strikes him with the urn. Six months later. Ah, Mr. Kemp. Welcome. My heart is his heart, your lordship. And my light is his light. We've a full house for today's sermon. You'd best take your seat. My heart is his heart, your lordship. And my light is his light, Mr. Long. You have made an Eden here, your lordship. We are ever so thankful to you. I assure you, Mr. Long, this is only the beginning. Please, join the others inside. My heart is his heart. And my light is his light, dear Leonard. How are you feeling? Rich as a fiddle. <laughs> After you. several years later. And now I sit in this dismal room, day after day, year after year. Tomasina appears to be in a stone cell, peering out of a window of iron bars. She appears to be imprisoned. Imprisoned and committed with seemingly little hope of redemption. You have chosen not to visit me, and I understand that I do. Indeed, I've had but one visitor, Arthur Tillett. He comes to see me once or twice a year. A loyal and decent man who tried in vain to warn me of the wicked plot concocted by Lord Panswick and Mr. Shoulder. Thankfully, Midland Railway accepted his transfer request. He and his wife were able to leave that damnable village several weeks after my excavation. It feels like an age has passed since that fateful night at Ticehurst House. But finally, you have my full account. I thought I knew my father. As I look back on my childhood memories, I can only conclude that it was his wish to protect me from the true nature of his endeavours. But why didn't you tell me the truth, especially after what happened to him at Hobbsboro? Why did you allow me to grow up idolizing a man who didn't exist? I did not kill father. It was he that guided my hand. I was in thrall to that most malevolent force. Abraxas. I beg you to understand. He has had his revenge. But I know he will return. Where is he now? 
What more is he capable of? I only wanted to save my father. Oh, mother. What have I done? Forgive me. What a performance. Story, writing and programming, Sean Aitchinson, art and animation, John Inch, music, The Machine, The Demon, additional writing, Laurie M.H., publishing, Wajedi Games, additional programming, importing, James Spanos, voice director, Dave Gilbert, the cast, Tomasina Bateman, adult and teen, Samantha Bayart, Arthur Tillett, Philip Sacramento, Stanley Kemp, Richard Reed, Lord Panswick, Will DeRenzi Martin, Leonard Shoulder, Tayher Chai, Mrs. DePlancy, Miss Fenchurch, Miss Bowles, Wally Nurse Stall Lady, Elsie Lovelock, Father Roach, Doctor, Shogo Miyakita, Charles Bryden, Saxnot, Joe Annoyed Man, Dave Jones, Mildred Walker, Douglas, Natalie Winter, Henry Long, Edward Ambrose, Ted Cross, Apple Seller, Chris Tester, Miss Tompkins, Miss Bateman, Betty, Sally Beaumont, Jane, Thomasina Bateman Child, Rose Jenkinson, George Crozier, William Bateman, Gravedigger Labor, Stephen Kelly, Cyril Farnaby, Ralph Pieseller, Threatening Man 1, Ian Russell, Horace, Threatening Man 2, Jasper, William Cartwright, Additional Narrative QA and Support, David Gilbert, Narrative Consultant, John Hayes, Additional Sprite Design, Tomasina Bateman, Ben Chandler, AGS Engine, Chris Jones, AGS Plugins and Modules, Edmundo Ruiz, Alcider, Beckett King, Steve Poulton, Testin and QA, can't get to all these. Sorry, cast. I'll read off the last two. Edwin Tiong, Patrick Bloom. Promo art, Ivan Ulyanov, Hobbs Barrow, Stephen Mason, Incantentum. Special thanks to our Patreon supporters, past and present. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Additional thanks, Emily Morganti, Rachel Crick, James Tate, Wise She, Sarah Willerton, Thomas Regine, Leon Wolf, Barry Martson, Stephen Skinner and Neville Drury, Carrie Blavins, Laura Hunt, Polygon Treehouse, Juliet Inch, Mohammed Fami, Janet Gilbert, Horror Games Community at Horror Visuals, Crimson Wizard, Ario Chris, the entire adventure game community, and every single one of you that has liked, retweeted, wishlisted, and followed us on our journey. Sound effect attributions, freesound.org, tearing paper. And we have the list of songs. Full links to the above can be found in the game's installation folder. Thank you for playing The Excavation of Hobbs Barrow. Cloak and Dagger Games, 2022. And this is Gorilla, signing off. Thank you for joining me.
See you on the next one.